What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Strong Family Money Show. My name is Andres. Thanks for stopping by again. Uh, it's Saturday, uh, September 12th. So I've been researching a lot online about uh, millionaires and how they make their money and stuff like that. Um, so I found you know, a big list of uh, people who made a lot of money and um, the overarching story of how they all uh, came to be millionaires is, uh, of course, they had a dream, right? They wanted to become a millionaire. They had something that they could sell other people, something that other people would buy, something that the most importantly, the people needed. And uh, but what it, they also had was a you know, they sat down and they made a plan, which is probably the most important thing. So um, that's what I'm going to talk about today. So they all had a uh, they all sat down, right? They all made a plan of how they um, were going to attack, um, putting their plan into action, right? Or putting their dream into action, I guess. Um, you know, how long will it take? What do I need? What resources do I have? Um, so I have an outline here on, you know, the basic things that they went through to make sure that they uh, had all they needed to reach their goal um and what they did so um first they have to know how much capital they have in the beginning and a lot of these people you know bootstrap their companies so they're using their own money or maybe even friends and family money to start this endeavor but they have to know exactly in the beginning what they have to work with you know um and uh, a lot of successful ones they pretty much bet the farm on everything um, so they, you know, they say, you know, this is a re- you know, really, this is all I have and I'm going to use all of this to reach my goal. Um, some of them say, you know, I got a, I got a family to feed. So I really only have this much money to start up my business or when they ask their friends and families is all I could collect. So, um, they, they know exactly in the beginning how much money they have. So they know, you know, what their stopping point is or when they're getting close to the end or when they have to go look for more money and they know what that is. What they also have is a budget. So they, um, you know, a lot of these people, um, either they have another job and they work on this as a side hustle or uh, they took no salary at all in the beginning. Uh, so that really isn't a, a budgetary issue, but they, uh, you know, they have to spend on product and prototypes and help, you know, other programmers or manufacturing. So they have to know exactly how much they're going to spend on all that so they can get the most um, out of their money. Um, and, you know, a lot of people hire a lot of help to help them achieve this, this goal or they figure out what exactly they don't know uh, and learn it. Right. So if it's something easy, like I need, I needed to learn how to, you know, prototype something. I didn't know how to use a couple of machines to in the machine shop to to make my uh, prototype or do I need to learn how to code or, um, you know, do I need to improve my baking if I'm going to do like a food service? Uh, so they sit down and they figure out what they need to learn to uh, because at then they don't have to pay anybody to do it. If they learn on their own, um, that's money that they save. You know, not having to hire somebody to to do that to do that for them. Um, 
and you know some of them may say you know i have this money right how can i use this money to make more uh what can i do to leverage what i got right so um if they don't want to go out and dilute their money by asking other people to pay uh, and as far as ownership goes you know they can say you know i have this you know how can i grow it or how can i use it to get more so they, they learn how to leverage all the resources not only money but resources that they have to get the most out of them so that they can you know perform the, the most the most work um and a lot of times you know if if you i listen to a lot of podcasts that have they're entrepreneurially themed so a lot of venture capitalists kind of are discouraged from giving uh, money to you know people who are the only ones that are working on this on the company or product so they really want someone that would go out and get a second founder someone that they can work with and a lot of times they want you to look for somebody who uh has the skills that you don't so i mean if you go and say i'm the only dude that's working on this and i'm gonna learn everything i need to learn right they a lot of times they fail to capture the money because they want someone that can go from the start to start working on the problem or the issue or the product so they really encourage people to have a partner um that can complement them so that they can uh, then again leverage time to get more get more done so being the only guy uh, you know even if it's a cool thing to say and i'm the only one who's you know run this company from the beginning uh a lot of times that may be a detriment to other things and getting someone who um you can say at the same level as you in the structure of the company will help you get uh places a lot faster and get a lot more and get a lot more done and number seven you can argue that this probably should be number one is they go out and they find out who has the money that they want to make right so they have an idea that they want to bring to market um but then they say well who are we going to sell this this idea to who's this product really really made for so they they spend a lot of time coming up with the perfect customer so they can go out and and find people of that type so they can go out and say hey you know you want to buy one or you know you really look like you're interested in it you want to give them a company some money because you really like this kind of thing so uh and they spend a lot of time refining who that person is you know who this avatar is that they're gonna gonna sell to so all in all the most important thing that they have is is a plan and they really you know they sit down and they write this thing out and they go over it multiple times and they edit it a lot so because they want to make sure they have the right plan to execute um and it's really like a roadmap in the end so you don't i mean thinking on your feet is cool and all but if you can eliminate that as much as you can then that really helps you just all you have to do is execute and not do a lot of planning or thinking of ways to fix issues that arise along the way and you know once you start executing the plan everything's going on paper the next step that's really important is to know how to revise the plan that you made based on what is happening around you so if you had a couple of road speed bumps or some roadblocks it's important to be able to sit down and say okay now you know i thought it was going to be 
you know, a piece of cake going forward, but we have these things, right? We need these, we need these licenses, right? This, you know, government body is not giving me a hard time. Um, what do I need to do to get around them? Or the way I wanted to make this product really isn't cost effective. So how, what can I do to not sacrifice quality, but be able to, you know, uh, make it at a cheaper price. So you're always, you know, you don't want to die, your company needs to die because you're afraid to sit down and revise your plan. You want to be able to uh, sit down and, you know, not really shoot from the hip um, or fly by the seat of your pants or whatever, um, you know, saying you want to say, but if you want to be able to sit down and say, okay, this plan was good up until this point, we're stuck here. The end goal is still the same, but what do I got to change to um, make it so that this plan is still, still executable? So, you know, a lot of people think, you know, um, you got to have a bunch of money or you got to have connections or you got to have, um, you know, a bunch of other things and all those are, are, are good things to have. And if you can get them great and if you have all of them, that's awesome. But the most important thing is to sit down and they had a, you have a plan to execute so that you can, you know, like I said, you know, not spend all your time. Uh, making decisions, right? Because that takes time. Because not only do you have to make a decision, but then you have to do the work from that decision. If you get a lot of that stuff done up front, then all you have to do is just, you know, put your nose to the grindstone and and just, you know, work and work on making your company what you want it to be. So that's what I've found if when my research of millionaires. Um, and there's no reason for uh, and it's and it's hard work, right? It's not easy, not a, not a slam dunk. There's a lot of you know stuff that isn't glamorous that goes along, right? It's like you know you can become an overnight success after a lot, years and years of hard work. Um, but yeah, there's no reason if we all sit down and make a plan and stick to it and sacrifice and you know put in, put up with as much suck as we can that we can all be you know millionaires as well. So uh, anyway. Sit down, make a plan, follow through, revise it, execute it. Um, thanks for listening. This is Andres from the Strong Family Money Show, and I will talk to you guys next time.